Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's interview, but first let's take a quick break and hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Go to violetdefense.com for more information. You know, Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement some of their existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your athletic department, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Once again, go to violetdefense.com for more information. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You heard me say that we have a sideline interactive video score table in our gym, and it is fantastic. We use it for home games. We use it for pep rallies. We also use, use it for signing ceremonies. It's a tremendously versatile tool. You really need to check it out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but sideline interactives, video scoring tables, and boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out what these fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will come away very impressed. You've also heard me talk about Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. The FIAAA has a Vital Signs video Hall of Fame console for our state's Hall of Fame, and it is really cool. You really want to check these folks out. You know, Wall of Fame by Vital Signs is on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas now to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call us at 614-981-3589 or send an email to sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. You definitely owe it to yourself to talk to these folks. We also want to thank Huddle. At Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, have been using Huddle to raise the performance level of their teams and their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play. If you're a club or a youth coach, you should be using Huddle. High schools and colleges have been using Huddle for years, and even professional teams have found out that Huddle can be the difference between winning and not winning. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get your kids recruited to. If you want to find out more 
about what Huddle can do for you or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank our good friends at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also puts you in touch with the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and take a look at their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out on some important information. Talk to the pros at athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. And we want to say thank you to our friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more at hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to a very special episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We have two uh, athletic directors who have been guests previously. In fact, their tools are uh, featured prominently in the Athletic Director's Toolbox book. We want to welcome back uh, two good friends, uh, Emily Daniels. She is the Director of Athletics at Union High School in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, her assistant, we're going to use that term, uh, Stephanie Blackwell, uh, formerly AD at uh, Bixby High School in Oklahoma. Both of them are certified master athletic administrators. Both of them have a ton of experience, and we're very excited to uh, do a little update, find out what's going on uh, in both of their lives. So, uh, Emily, uh, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And Stephanie, uh, always good to see you. Uh, you know, we got to work together for a little bit on certification. Uh, yes. so always good to talk to you again. Thank you for having me. Uh, of course. Um, Again, you've been on the podcast before, but I'm going to guess we've got a couple of new listeners. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So, uh, Emily, why don't you go first? Uh, tell us, you know, that uh, quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up, uh, and, and your path that's brought you to uh, Union High School in Tulsa. Sure. Well, I'm actually a um, 1996 Union grad, and so I uh, was born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma, went to the University of Tulsa. Um, they had a sports administration program over there and a women's basketball team that they had um, brought back to life at, because of Title IX at the time. Um, and it was a thought of mine to walk on the basketball team. I kind of chickened out at the last minute, but took advantage of their sports administration program and uh, stayed there, worked in the athletic department and got my master's while coaching um, back at Union just as an assistant kind of student volunteer um, helping at my alma mater. And so I stayed connected. And then nine months after graduating um, with my master's degree, 
was offered a position to come back. And so, um, you know, 18 and a half years later, I'm, I'm there and I've been the athletic director now for 10 years after being the assistant for eight. You know, I, I always uh, love to hear when people go back to their high school. I just, uh, I, I remember a hundred years ago uh, when I graduated and I was substitute teaching back at my old high school, just th those memories and those relationships with the teachers that you had, you know, uh, people look, at least they did at me, you know, uh, you're a teacher. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, those are always fun. I'm sure that never happened to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Stephanie, uh, give us your uh, quick bio. Uh, you know, how did you end up, uh, you know, where you're at now? Where I'm at. Um, I, Emily and I kind of have similar <laughs> path, paths, which is really cool. Uh, I um, graduated from Bixby in 1988, went to the University of Tulsa, cheered there, got my master's, not my master's, my um, bachelor's in math and education, came back to Bixby and taught there for a while. And I had a wonderful athletic director, Steve Smiley, who um, let me do some things. And then when he exited out, I, I kind of got to do that with um, Pat McGrew. We became the co-ADs and then Pat stepped down and continued to coach football. And I got to still do athletic director for 17 years. And then um, I, left there in August of this year and was just kind of hanging out at the pool actually. And Emily was so sweet and everyone, athletic directors just understand each other a lot better. And we have a great support group in Oklahoma, but I would get little texts kind of checking on me. And finally she called and she said, okay, I've been trying to be nice, but if you're not doing anything, I could use some help. And I was like, sure. So, um, you know, everything's kind of gone from there. Uh, just helped with little things a couple hours a day and then um, came in one day and she said, how would you like to do intramurals? And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Um, so Union has a great intramurals program K through 12 and I'm, I'm coordinating that right now. So, um, and then obviously anything that they need help with that Emily and Steve need help with, I am more than happy to help with, um, but that's where I am, so. Uh -huh. Uh, again, I, I just think it's so cool. And again, the three of us, we had a chance to talk a little bit before we came on. Uh, just working with, you know, one of your friends, you know, uh, you know, I just don't think there's any better experience, you know, uh, so very, very glad for you. We're going to hear some more about that. For listeners, uh, we're visiting with Emily Daniels and Stephanie Blackwell, both certified master athletic administrators and both at Union High School in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, please stay with us. Uh, let's take a quick break and hear from one of our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to elevate the performance of their athletes and their teams using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. We've got a Huddle Focus in our gym and it is fantastic. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play. If you're a club or a youth coach, Huddle can help your team. High schools and colleges have been using Huddle for years and even professional teams are starting to use Huddle to improve their play. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, 
and the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get your kids recruited to. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're visiting with Stephanie Blackwell and Emily Barkley, Certified Master Athletic Administrators at Tulsa Union High School. Stephanie, let's go and start with you on this one. Um, again, we have a lot of young EDs that listen, and I think it's important to share the journey that we all take uh, with NIAAA and our state association. So talk a little bit about, you know, how you became aware of, you know, your state association, you know, those first LTI courses, and maybe the things that led to your CMAA project. Okay, I think, um, again, Steve Smiley really pushed me into the um, Oklahoma Interscholastic Athletic Directors Association, the OIAAA, and that's where um, we started the LTI classes and um, those steps to certification. Uh, you just started with those basic, you know, certification or not certification classes. And then, you know, it was just a goal, a professional goal to get your CAA and then CMAA. Not very many and still not very many in Oklahoma have those, those um, certifications. So it's just so helpful and it helped me benefit. I benefited greatly from those classes and just uh, with the other ADs in Oklahoma, you know, going to those meetings, those state conferences, um, even our our conference, our the conference that we're in, just talking and, and having, you know, conversations about what's going on, but those classes and the certifications help with that. Oh, yeah, and again, the the journey that we all take in those individual classes, what's one that really sticks out for you uh, of having, you know, just a, a big impact for you? Well, I think all the law classes are kind of a tad <laughs> bit scary, but um, 799 recently, the QPA, I think is going to have a big impact on, um, on us. And um, then the, um, I think just even helping those classes when you're getting your CMAA, that that certification project helps with you improving your school district and what what happens. Mine was over. Um, it was Athletic Academic Academy, and it was a AAA program. And kids that were on the ineligible list had to come in the mornings. And if they didn't make it in the mornings for tutoring, then they had to miss their athletic period in the afternoons and come. And so I did a whole project on that, and it was it was beneficial to the athletic department and the school. Yeah, a great example of uh, educational athletics. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Emily, uh, how about you? What, how's your journey been with uh, your state association and with NIAAA? Um, mine was, you know, obviously very similar to Stephanie's there in Oklahoma. Um, you know, our membership, we, we have a little over probably 140 athletic directors. And so for one, um, the competitive side of me was to, you know, try to get that next um, certification. And then once we started doing that, and there was a small group of us that just kind of continued the journey together, just, um, and, and really when school finances were 
um, difficult in trying to find ways to get to go to conferences, um, you know, saying, you know, we're going to professionally grow by taking some of these courses. And then once you get there and you kind of get hooked into the courses, Mm -hmm. um, and then us trying to bring them back to Oklahoma so we can make it easier on the people, um, that really couldn't get there. Uh, and so just kind of, um, going through that process with, you know, people like Stephanie and some of our other ADs, David Fisher was really big in Oklahoma on, um, insurance because he had been down there in Texas for a little while and just really wanted to bring what they were doing um, in terms of requiring a lot of people to do it. And so um, we, I think we were some of the, among the first, like Stephanie said, to to want to push through that um, and do that CMAA um, certification and, you know, to, to continually to grow and learn um, the legal classes. Like she said, those are um, part of me coming out of college, wanted to pursue uh, a law degree, not necessarily to practice law, but because of the fascination of those type of cases. And, and like I said, Title IX um, pretty much being a hotbed in Oklahoma in the late 90s uh, in the Tulsa area as well. Um, and so, uh, but when it came time, I did my community, I, I did my project on um, what at the time we were the Union Redskins and it was called Redskin Aid, which is athletes impacting the district. Um, and so it was a community service initiative to get our student athletes um, to kind of help give back to students and projects and groups within our, our own district. Um, we don't necessarily have a, uh, our school district is located in the city of Tulsa and Broken Arrow. So we don't have a town associated with our school, which is very different from a lot of our um, rival schools. And so it was more or less instead of just giving back to the town, giving back to our own elementaries, volunteering, um, reading to classrooms, picking up trash. And so I challenged all of our um, coaches and our groups to do community service projects. And so that was what I ended up doing my project on. Yeah, being on certification, you know, I had a chance to read a lot of projects and, and see some of the new oral presentations. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Emily. Uh, since you initiated your project, what's uh, a, a change that has occurred within, you know, the framework and how it's delivered or, or how it expresses itself? Um, you know, anything, uh, anything that's changed or grown over the years? Uh, within our district, is that what you're referring mm-hmm. to? Yeah, you know, um, where I used to, um, well, at the, at the end of the season, when I evaluate our coaches, there's a whole section on community service initiatives. And um, back when we started, it was, um, you know, what are you doing? Why haven't you done any? And so now um, they come in with the hours that they've done with, they um, self-promote themselves on, on social media and tag our athletic department to show that they're, you know, continuing this effort. And then um, it's kind of interesting for those who haven't found a way to make time during the year. They're very apologetic when they walk in of, um, you know, we didn't do as well as we should have, which wasn't, you know, that's a conversation they're starting themselves rather than um, me having to do it because they know how important it is for our district and, and for our kids. But I mean, for me, it's it's twofold when you you take a high school kid and go read um, to an elementary kid that may be a troubled kid, um, but he sees he's a football player or a baseball or a cheerleader um, and wanting to be that way. I think we've um, seen how that can play out and have teachers reach out and say, that really made a difference of that kid coming back to the classroom, that the behavior has been better for this kid. You know, I have something to kind of 
point to uh, of how you get to that point. And so I think it, it inadvertently has really just helped um, even those elementary age um, teachers uh, and kind of help them with a behavior path for kids. Oh, no, absolutely. And, you know, all those things that you mentioned are, are great effects of it. And also, you know, you start that branding, you know, with those young kids, they see that uh, basketball player wearing the letter jacket or the cheerleader come in with the uniform and you can just see the eyes light up and you can hear the gears turning in their head. Boy, I can't wait till I'm in high school to do that. You know, sure. very neat stuff. Okay. Again, for listeners, we're visiting with Emily Barkley and Stephanie, Stephanie Blackwell from Union High School in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're going to be back with some more, but let's take another quick break and hear from our sponsors. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. We've got a sideline interactive video score table in our gym, and it is fantastic. We use it for home games, but we also use it for pep rallies. We use it for signing ceremonies. It's a tremendously versatile tool, and you really should check it out. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will be very impressed. Hey, we're back with Emily Barkley and Stephanie Blackwell, Certified Master Athletic Administrators, uh, both at Union High School in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Emily, uh, we were talking earlier that you uh, are you I don't want to say completed, but, you know, you're, um, you know, working with a stadium project uh, that was quite extensive. And uh, can you share with our listeners, um, you know, exactly what it was and, you know, maybe some of the challenges and rewards of, uh, of taking on a project like that? Sure. We had a um, stadium that was built in the 70s, and um, at the time, it was very, I mean, it was way ahead of its time. It was, it's a concrete stadium that was equal sides. Um, we could have a little over 10,000 people in there. Um, it was overbuilt for the school district that we had back then, but since then, you know, we've come to outgrow it. Um, it had the original press box in it, which had no elevator, no bathrooms, and so as you can tell, um, there were a lot of challenges that went with that. So, so uh, several years ago, um, came together and, and decided, you know, we, we were really pushing just for a new press box, but um, the powers that be kind of got together and, and made a big project out of it. Well, we, we renovated the, the visitor side. Um, so it's still the original structure. It was structurally, everything was fine with the stadium. Um, there was just no way to go renovate the home side and the press box without having to do some major construction. So um, took it to the ground and built it from the ground up and was able to put a about a 75 yard weight room underneath it um, with five mat wrestling room and then um, build on top. It's now kind of a double decker on, I guess is, is the good term for it. Um, and it's a concrete structure and, and has a, a beautiful um, press box. So along with that comes some challenges when you uh, last season, this past, not this past season, the season before we, um, in, in the COVID year that I guess 
has extended itself, but um, we operated with just one side of the stadium. And then this last year um, opened at somewhat full capacity. We still have a little project going on um, on the north end zone, which is our band building and our and our uh, video where our video board will go. But uh, when you open, um, I guess, a, a new old stadium back up, there's a lot of challenges that go with it. And um, as Stephanie talked about when she was laying by the pool, I uh, kept text messaging her and just said, what are you doing, girl? You know, um, and oh, you know, a little bit of this looking, you know, here and there. And finally, one day, I think I, I might have just called her and said, if you are doing absolutely nothing, I could use your help instead of uh, this is it was more of a selfish call. <laughs> Then, um, you know, it was just, we were, we were drowning. There were a lot of things that, um, opening a new stadium, season ticket sales, holy smokes, when you have a brand new stadium, but you have 50 years worth of season ticket holders that want the exact same seat, but their seat is not there anymore. Um, it becomes a challenge. And so that was my first order of business. Steph, will you come help us, uh, you know, with this? And she, she was all versed in that at Bixby with their, um, season ticket sales and everything they did that with, we, we attempted to, to launch it online and then uh, old school me pulled it back and said, no, let's just do the paper version. So she was instrumental in um, us getting even season tickets out on time. We had eight home games this year um, because we traded a lot of those last season. And so even with that, there was a challenge of um, not losing your mind uh, hosting eight, four of which the, the first four were near sellouts with two of them being sellouts. So um, there's just a lot of challenges that go with that. And that's when I, uh, I just said, Steph, let's try to find um, something that you can do as, as long as you want to do it um, and, and help. And she had, she was just, like I said, a godsend at the right time and has really kept me sane these last, uh, last three or four months. Well, I want, I want to comment on that. Um, the, the, first of all, um, Emily doesn't know what she did for me, but um, she pretty much saved me too. And I love athletics and I um, found a great place there. Um, and they've been wonderful to me personally, but um, I also felt like it's, it's, it's almost kind of like home, um, which is, is something that I never thought would, I would say, but um, it's, it's, is absolutely one of the best places to be. Um, because of Emily and the the people that work there and that leadership. But with that being said, this press box is amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just, it is the neatest facility for the kids, for the student athletes there to be able to come into and play. And um, I mean, the band can practice there. The, I mean, you can hold all state games there. It is just a fabulous facility you, you could probably hold state events there if they chose to do that but it's just a beautiful facility even with the I mean thinking ahead of how it was designed with the underneath the stands with this huge weight room huge excellent strength and conditioning room and then five full wrestling mats that that we have a girls program and a, a boys program in and locker rooms and just underneath it is beautiful too and you don't get to see that part of it because you drive by and you're like holy cow that's beautiful but then there's there's more to it than that so um you know kudos to to the union administration and the community for for um making that happen 
I can tell there's a lot of pride from both of you uh, in, in that facility. And I'm actually kind of jealous. That sounds like a really cool uh, <laughs> place. Uh, Stephanie, uh, earlier I, I put Emily on the spot. So now it's uh, my turn to put you on the spot. Um, Emily mentioned uh, that, you know, she was excited to have you come on board. Obviously, you're both you know, highly decorated, both CMAAs, you have a state and a national presence, but Emily said she was excited to bring you on board uh, because of, you know, the, the aspect of having fresh eyes to take a look at a program. So coming in with fresh eyes, what was something that, you know, you noticed about Union's program that you thought, you know, hey, this is pretty good, but maybe we can do it a little bit better. Uh, anything come to mind? No. No, absolutely not. She's just being too nice. Um, I am not being too nice. The it's it's so fun to have um people that work together that are kind of like minded. So you can bounce stuff off. Um, I've learned so much, and Emily was a mentor and someone I could call anyway. I mean, again, ADs in Oklahoma lean on each other a lot because we're the only ones that understand what we're doing. It is the weirdest job and hard to explain. But um, so we, I mean, it's not like we didn't know each other and didn't, I mean, again, we have some similarities too in um, our past at the University of Tulsa and we were both in the same sorority and, you know, just stuff like that, that does, you think doesn't bind you, but it does. There is a bond there. Um, however, just coming in and being able to, to talk and listen and she's always so calm. Me, I like freak out and have to run stuff off someone. And she's just like, let's just, yeah. I mean, and she's just calm. And so hopefully I didn't, you know, come over and freak her out. But um, but it's just nice to, you know, to see some of the same things that you went through or, okay, I did do it like that. So that's okay. Or I thought that was what that you know those are my thoughts and i feel like that's right so i think some of it was more reassuring to me that i wasn't out of my mind that i knew what i was doing too but have learned gobs from emily and how she handles things and that professional calm now she might close the door and freak out i don't know i'm not in there but you know up front you would never know that it's this is how we're going to do it and this is what or hold on, let's, let's talk through that. And it's always, how can I help you? Or you look like you're struggling a little. I'm like, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, um, but just so, so calm and wonderful and has, has it together, knows what she's doing. Um, so it, it's neat to work, to work alongside her, but more to um, witness and, and kind of take in the things and how she does them. It's pretty awesome to do those things. You brought up a great point, uh, you know, sitting in an LTI course or going to a clinic and you hear the, you know, the speaker, the presenter, you know, the pro, the expert say, well, this is what we do at our school. And you're thinking, boy, we do the same thing. You know, I, I must really know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, those are great moments. And, uh, you know, it sounds like you had quite a few of those uh, working with Emily. Okay. Emily, can you think of anything that uh, Stephanie suggested that, uh, <laughs> You know, you just said, you know, wow, we never thought of that before. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's been the, the the benefit for me. I mean, you have somebody with the equal amount of experience, but yet at a completely different school. Um, and in school districts do things a little differently, but a lot of it. And so, I, you know, I've said, 
you know, here's our handbook. We need to revamp this and tell me things that you guys maybe had in yours that I'm missing in mine, or we've never um, necessarily, you know, had this, whatever that may be, um, you know, a, a parent athlete handbook and, and you've already put one together. Why would I go try to invent the wheel? Help me put one um, together with that. The, even the intramural program. I mean, this is a program that has been a, around for 40 years that we had um, a husband and wife that did it for 38 of those years. And, you know, when COVID hit, they just said, look, we have grandkids. We want to go do that. And um, I had lost an assistant AD during um, in the last four or five years. And I just thought, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't take on, um, uh, like she said, it's a, it's a pretty well thriving, you know, um, couple about 1,200, 1,500 kids participate per year in, in a few sports that we offer. And so um, that's when I leaned on Steph and I said, Steph, you have literally ran an athletic department um, by yourself for 17 years, a lot of it by herself um, in, in terms of details. Um, Steph is, is probably, um, we, we laugh, our whole department is all type A. We're, we're all, um, and I don't know how we all can get along being that way, but we are. And so um, her attention to detail and her work ethic is um, second to none. And so I just said, this is a 35, 40 year old program. Um, I know it is not written well. I know that it needs tweaks done. And um, she's come in and done that and, you know, try not to freak anybody out by making changes to it. And I'm, I'm saying, no, make changes. I mean, I know it's dated. Let's I mean, she's, she has them now on an app to remind them when practices are. And, you know, we did the old paper pen version for that long. So um, that's just been a really nice benefit that knowing that I haven't had to worry about that. Um, she checks on them at nights and on the weekends when she didn't necessarily have to, because she's driven to make sure it's successful. I think she's afraid of letting people down all the time, which she's not going to, she's, she's, she operates at such a high level. Um, but for me, it's been, you know, just been able to take a deep breath over the last couple of months with all these changes and, um, knowing that somebody who's been in my shoes is sitting right there next to it and understands that. And she is just trying to do everything she can to uh, pretty much make my life easier over there, which has been great. Very, very cool. cool. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you you guys are making me want to come out of retirement and move to Oklahoma. Come on, we'll take you. Bring warm weather. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. Um, Again, for our listeners, uh, we're visiting with Emily Barkley and Stephanie Blackwell, CMAAs, and both working at Union High School in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're going to be back with some more wisdom, but let's take another break and hear from one of our podcast sponsors. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614- 981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. 
Once again, we're back with Stephanie Blackwell and Emily Barkley. Both are certified master athletic administrators. Emily is currently the director of athletics at Union High School in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stephanie was the longtime athletic director at Bixby High School in Oklahoma and now uh, is working with Emily in her department. Um, Stephanie, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Again, you and I are, are I think, pretty good friends here. Um, uh, I'm going to, you know, ask a question that's it's very obvious or should be very obvious. Um, what are some challenges for uh, a woman uh, working as an athletic director in a profession that is, again, male dominated? Uh, there's just uh, just a, such a large, per higher percentage of men who are athletic directors uh, than women. What are some challenges that, you know, you have to... Um, deal with and you know what are some you know things that we can do better well i think there it's it's different from when you when i started till now i think it's come a long way i think at the very beginning probably i mean 17 years ago it was what are you doing in this room i mean why why do you think what what tools do you have to run this um to to understand anything about athletics uh and now it's it's not so much that i think every once in a while though it's you can say the same thing as as um as a male sometimes in our our you know when we're in the room and they kind of look at you and then the someone down the table says the same thing and they're like yeah yeah and i'm like didn't i just say that um maybe not the same way and maybe not and so so there are things that when you reflect back you you want to be the best and you want to you reflect back on yourself and you say well how could i have said that differently or i thought that's what i was saying or why you know and then you just have to take a deep breath and go hey we're all working towards the same goal that's okay it got it got done and that's what we all agree to so again i think it's just establishing yourself and you know, not backing down, you can have different ideas and you can have different um, theories and, um, sorry about that, and all those, Patty <laughs> was give me a little phone call. Um, and uh, all, all those things being said that the bottom line is we're here for the student athletes and we wanna make programs better and how can we do that? And it's okay to, to, to disagree, it's okay to um, have different ideas, but listen, it, it would be wonderful to feel like, you know, in the beginning, it wasn't so much. Now I feel like we can say things and we're, we're listened to and um, <coughs> they're not. And nationally, I don't feel like it's as bad. Locally, I think was where it was more challenging at the local level, state level, a little bit, um, not so much, I feel anymore. Um, and nationally, I don't feel like that that's even a thought, if that makes sense. I don't know, Emily. Yeah, um, I I feel, I heard somebody say this and I, I hate when I can't quote who it was because I thought it was a really powerful statement that sometimes as a woman or sometimes you know in that position, you have to be twice as good to be considered half as good as your male counterpart. And um, when I started, I was um, a single, female that had all kinds of time and, um, to devote to what I, I was, I was everywhere 
four nights a week, five nights a week. It didn't matter. I was at junior high games, high school games. I was at intramural games on the weekend. I, I wanted to be seen and I wanted to be um, uh, taken seriously in it. I wanted to do all the things, you know, kind of outwork them to make sure that they noticed me. Um, I think coming in quietly uh, and listening in those meetings, like Steph's talking about and just um, trying to figure out, I, I think we both took on roles um, not necessarily to be noticed, but to be uh, recognized for our worth. You know, Stephanie was secretary for a while and, and I took over as treasurer of our state organization and she's done um, LTI and we've, you know, we've tried to do those things um, when nobody else would volunteer to do them. Um, maybe, maybe to be recognized, but to definitely to put our value, you know, our worth in there. Um, I think the challenge for a lot of females um, and, I, and I, Stephanie did it beautifully, but is it's it's a challenge to be a mom and to have the hours and the expectation of a lot of um, male count. You know, I have a five year old. Um, my husband coaches college basketball, um, and so sometimes I question where my priorities are if I'm choosing to do something um, you know that I would have done easily in the past when I didn't have a family. So I think that makes it harder. Um, and I think that's the same thing about a lot of head coaching positions at our school districts. It's, it's hard to keep a female who starts a, a family as a young mom um, in the profession, as long as you might see uh, her male counterparts, because there's um, even with this COVID going around, there's an insane amount of pressure of if something, if she gets quarantined at home, who's staying home, my husband or myself, um, well, he's a college basketball coach. He, he can't, <laughs> he can't tell those guys to wait. They're in the middle of their season. So, um, and you don't really want to ship off a kid who's been quarantined to a grandma or grandpa. So, um, but yet I still have these responsibilities as the athletic director of the second largest school in the state of Oklahoma to be there and to be present and to be there for people I work with. So I think the, the pressure we put on ourselves um, to be everything for everybody is, um, more of a challenge. I can't say what that's like as a male. I haven't, I haven't been there and I haven't done that. I, um, I just know there's not a lot of us in that boat. And I, I would assume, I know there's a lot of young females who want to aspire to be where we are. And when you kind of lay out those expectations and, and, you know, here are the challenges you're going to face. And, and if you make it through and you have a very good family support system, which I do, I have both sets of my daughter's grandparents, within miles of us, um, that makes it possible. But, um, I think that's, you know, one of the biggest challenges I do think Steph and I are fortunate, the conference that we're in the, the male athletic directors that are in the conference schools that we play against are some of the best, um, colleagues that you could ask for. We've never been treated less our value, our, our opinions are, um, we, I think we're very well appreciated for what we do and in with that group. And, and for that, I greatly appreciate it. Like I said, I've never felt like, like they looked at me any differently, but I think we both came in and just kind of made ourselves uh, irreplaceable, valuable, and, and kind of earned that from the beginning with them. Uh, boy, I really appreciate both of you sharing. Um, Emily, the point that you just mentioned, uh, you know, earning, you know, that position, earning that respect, uh, I, again, when we first met uh, Stephanie on certification, you know, here she is, you know, she's brand new member, but I mean, wow, you know, pretty impressive resume. And, you know, she just, you know, instantly, um, you know, 
showed that, you know, that she, you know, was willing to work, that she knew what the heck she was talking about. Um, and, you know, just, uh, and rose up through our ranks to, you know, now I, I, I'm, I think I'm not speaking out of turn. She's um, ready to be the chair of the national certification program. So um, also you, you made, uh, you both alluded to this um, and I don't have any evidence about this. Uh, it's anecdotal, but a hundred years ago when I was coming out of college, um, you know, you coached, uh, you taught, and then you maybe got on that AD track. Um, and there, obviously there, there weren't as many, you know, women choosing to do that. It's a completely different period in history. You know, now with the sports administration programs and, and those things existing at the undergraduate and the graduate level, I think you're seeing a lot more women, you know, starting out in that particular, you know, path, if you will. And again, it's anecdotal, but, uh, you know, hopefully over the next, you know, four, five, 10 years, you know, we're going to see more women uh, in these administrative positions. You guys, do you see that? Do you, any um, agreement or disagreement on that, that it is the pendulum swinging? Yeah, I think there's an increase in that. And I think Emily can probably, I wasn't there. I'd graduated at the University of Tulsa by then, but um, she, we're, I think Emily was there with a female athletic director. And I think that's really um I think those kind of things, when you see that and you see that at your university and you get to work with those those individuals, it, it changes what you feel like you can do also. Um, Absolutely. And, and to kind of further that, you know, Judy McLeod is um, now, I mean, she's been one of the only females, I think, to serve on the football college um, playoff uh, committee and I think served in as a chairperson and so she was the athletic director at the University of Tulsa when I was there and again it's just like Stephanie said I've had um, a handful of young women I actually have one that's going to intern from one of our rival schools um, because somebody reached out and said you know we're going to have her intern at our own school but um, she's a female and I'd like for her to work under a female to see what the differences and what, you know, similarities and differences are. And so I think because we are, have been and are in those positions, we're giving um, more girls, you know, notoriety around here to say, well, that is a pathway if that's something that I choose to do. And so um, I don't know that they would have felt like that if there were only men as athletic directors in the area, um, but we're giving them some, you know, different options for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, seeing someone in that role and, and being able to say, wow, you know, I, hey, I'd like to do that. Um, you know, I, I think that's how we all end up, uh, you know, becoming who we are, having those role models. Very cool stuff. Um, Emily Barkley, Certified Master Athletic Administrator, and Stephanie Blackwell, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Thanks so much for coming back on the podcast, but we're not done yet. Uh, <laughs> with all our interviews, we like to wrap up with the Athletic Director's Toolbox, which is sponsored by Athletic Surveys. Now, you both contributed tools to our uh, original book, The Athletic Director's Toolbox, uh, but when we come back, I'm going to put you on the spot again and uh, ask you to, you know, maybe come up with the same or maybe some different tools that'll go into our second edition. So uh, please stay with us, listeners. Uh, we'll be right back with the Athletic Surveys Athletic Toolbox after we hear from our sponsor.
Once again, we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives you access to the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out on a great opportunity. Talk to the pros at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back everyone to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, this has been great, uh, checking back in with two of our um, early guests, uh, Emily Barkley, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Director of Athletics at Union High School in Tulsa, and Stephanie Blackwell, also a CMAA, longtime AD at Bixby High School in Oklahoma, and now working with Emily at Union. Um, athletic directors, uh, now I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you to send out a young AD on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put two items in their toolbox. Stephanie, we're going to start with you. What two items are going to go in Stephanie Blackwell's athletic director toolbox? Well, I kind of went a different route, Jake. <laughs> I, I'm going to give some, you know, things that I think you should try. Try new ideas and work on tackling things that make you uncomfortable. Now, and is it, I have one more. I have one oh, more. Oh, you got one more? You're going with three? Okay. I'm going with three. I want them to know that failure is okay and that they need to learn from it and come up with strategies to strengthen what they what they failed at or feel like they failed at. Okay. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Was there something specific that uh, came to mind when you talked, uh, mentioned work on things that uh, make you uncomfortable? Yes. Yes. Like, like these kind of things. <laughs> the interview, yes, because so grueling to be on our interview. Okay. No, All right. no, Great ideas. Just, Thank you. Just things that you, you feel uncomfortable with, like even just talking to parents, oh, sure. having that parent phone call or that that talking to a coach about this is what I need you to improve on. You know, you don't want to have those conversations, but the more you do them, the more you learn from them too, and how to do them better and not feel so uncomfortable about them. That's more what I was trying to say. It's okay to, to try new things and to work on things that make you feel uncomfortable. Oh, no, don't absolutely. avoid them. Yeah. No, that's don't great, avoid them. great advice. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, how about you? What are you, is going to go into your athletic director toolbox? Yes. So if I was, you know, sending that new athletic director, I think with every school district and situation being a little bit different, I think two keys could help them um, to be successful. One, obviously, um, just be organized in, in what you're doing. I think uh, I, I try to take my Sundays and lay out what my week's going to look like and 
and know what I'm trying to tackle that week. And, and if I have a plan in place, I think it just sets you up for a little bit more success throughout um, the week, because we all know how many interruptions that we'll have when you get there Monday morning to try to, so if you've already planned it out in, in advance, you might have a, a little bit of wiggle room. And then um, I think one of the most uh, important things you can do as an athletic director is to treat people well. You know, that that old adage is people may not remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. Um, and so I think just, um, you may not be the smartest athletic director, you may not be um, the, you know, most up to date on everything, but I think when you truly care about the people that you're working with and you make them um, feel important and feel valued, then uh, there's no telling what they will do in turn for your student athletes in your school district. Again, oh, great, sorry. great stuff. Um, with this episode, having both of you on, I, I don't think we've ever had a higher concentration of uh, athletic uh, director wisdom, and I'm talking about you two, uh, <laughs> on any other episode. Emily, uh, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain, uh, find out uh, how to do things better, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Yeah, they can always uh, reach us. Uh, via email. My email is Barkley, B-A-R-K-L-E-Y dot Emily, E-M-I-L-Y at Union P-S as in public schools dot org. Okay. And Stephanie, how can our listeners get a hold of you if they want to find out more wisdom? They can just get a hold of Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to find her. Yeah. Okay. No, um, same thing. Blackwell, B-L-A-C-K-W-E-L-L dot Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E at unionps.org. Stephanie Blackwell and Emily Barkley, thank you so much for being on the Educational AD Podcast again. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. And as always, we want to thank our good friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.